0: Tuning in to our neighborhood church podcast. Join us on Sunday at any of our locations. To learn more about our church, visit NeighborhoodChurch.com or download our church app. My name is Mike, one of the pastors here, and uh, I got to tell you, uh, uh, listening to this, some of those testimonies, with all those testimonies, is hit me. Uh, it brought tears to my eyes. Mark, same with you, uh, um, Stephen. I was exactly your same place. And uh, when I met God at, uh, and my friend introduced me to God and, and I, at Hume, realized that God was my father and that he's walked with me all the days of my life and been the best dad ever. And I'm excited for you for that. And Elliot, the same way. I was there with my group of guys, friends, and it was our senior year. And, uh, and we had a moment in our cabin. I can't explain it. We all came back after one of the chapels and we just looked at each other and just started bawling And hugging each other, you know, not something that you know guys do all the time, but uh, great opportunities. Uh, uh, God uh, does some incredible things up at Hume Lake, but it doesn't have to be just at Hume. Uh, You can have Hume at home, and uh, um, uh, you know, Psalm one twenty is starting of the Psalms of Ascent you know, our, our our students ascended to, to Hume Lake because there's a great opportunity for us when we actually make some purposed initiated effort to go and connect with God and that's really what all these psalms are about from psalm 120 to 134 are our, uh, our purposed movements of of us to consider and connect with God to to as a, as the kids were sharing to have that relationship with him and that because the truth is Life is not easy. We wrestle with life, um, and this psalm, this Psalm 120, is is wrestlers and just life and just live in a hostile world. Uh, because the truth is, for life as us believers and just life in general is not easy, and it's getting more and more difficult. The lies and deceit of our world and our culture are getting more and more crazy. Uh, people are shunned and persecuted, and uh, losing their jobs because they're not embracing the lifestyle that is out in our world it's definitely not going God's direction and not that we need to become monks or nuns or or things like that but it it is just getting more and more difficult Um, they're crazy and and we are constantly bombarded with news and media that that uh, don't really give us helpful information but they're more biased uh, words that are meant to manipulate and persuade and so we need to fact check and we need to continue to ascend to God, to move up towards God, to take in his truth, to be able to balance out and figure out life. And in verse four of this Psalm, it mentions and illustrates how these lies are like sharp arrows that they hit hard and they go deep or, or they burn like the, the, the slow burn of the broom tree. The broom tree was when, when you lit it, embers uh, smoldered for, for days, sometimes even weeks. Uh, and they extract peace out of life. And then the end of the psalm really is the, is the, the central piece of that psalm in verse 7 where it says, I am for peace. And now that word peace is the Hebrew word shalom. Some of you have heard that word, a greeting, oh shalom, or well, you're leaving, shalom. And it, it, it's a great, it is a great greeting of peace and, and wanting to say to people, hey, I bless on you uh, and, and wish towards you peace and, and prosperity. And it means all of that, but it also means something very significant. That is there in the Hebrew, it means it's a sense of completeness and a wish for a soundness in life. And the truth is, is that that can't happen without a close relationship with God. And that's what these students have experienced and what we can all experience. You see, the trouble is there's an inner conflict going on with each of us where we, we have lived a life where we've missed the mark. We've sinned like that, that, that uh, uh, archery bullseye Isaiah 59 verse two puts it this way, but your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God and your sins has hidden his face from you. So he does not hear. John mentioned uh, uh, about how we were created in Psalm 139 uh, by God, knit together as Psalm 139 says, put together by God. And, and our intent was to have a relationship with him. But the problem is built inside of every human being is this unfortunate reality of sin, which separates us from God. It, it's that all of us have it. We're all part of that. And that separation does not allow us to have true peace in life. Uh, and it's, we are uh, not connected with our Creator. Uh, but as Jeremiah said, Jeremiah 29 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declare, plans for welfare, that's actually the Hebrew word shalom, welfare and peace. And not for evil, that's the Hebrew word rah, but it is it, to give you a hope and a future. And what's interesting is that our kids, when they were up at Hume Lake, were studying through the Bible book of Daniel. Now, Daniel is about uh, uh, Daniel, the character Daniel, and his three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they were, uh, they were taken in exile. Uh, they were from the nation of Israel. Israel didn't follow God's uh, way. They, they completely missed the mark. And God said, okay, if you're not going to do that, then I'm going to leave you over to what naturally happens. And the natural, what naturally happened is another kingdom came in and took them into exile. That happened a lot in the ancient world and, and Jeremiah actually that this most of Jeremiah's challenging and encouragement that he preaches is, is to those people in exile. And he says this to them in exile. God has plans for you plans for welfare. And they're thinking, Shalom, you've got Shalom for me here while I'm in exile. And when they were in exile, they were the lowliest form. You talk about racism. They were the lowliest form of people in that nation. And they needed to learn the new language. And that Daniel and his friends had the same issue. They were brought in as the best of the best to be indoctrinated in there. And they had to learn how to live right towards God in a very hostile environment. And so our students have been learning all of that. And I encourage you, if you know of a student or you have a student, have them share with you all the things that they learned because they learned some incredible truths about how to live life in a hostile world that's not going God's direction. And so they were challenged with that. And then and, and we can have that same reality, even as we can have human home to learn how to live this incredible, wonderful, thriving life, even in the midst of a hostile environment. But how do we do that? You know, we, we can easily just, ah, uh, let me, let me just forget about God's life and go join in. That wouldn't be the best way to go. Cause there would still be that no peace inside of you, or you can huddle in a corner and focus on how much, uh, the world is against us or we can just lay low and, and, and do what we can to just survive. But God never wants us to stri- survive. He wants us to thrive. That's why Jesus said in John ten ten he said, the thief comes only to, to, to kill and destroy. And Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. That abundant, incredible life is a life that's thriving and moving and, and living out how we're, how we're supposed to be. The apostle Paul put it this way. No, in Romans eight thirty seven, he says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So how do we do that? How do we do that? How do we not just survive, but thrive? And I want to give you very three, very quick ways kind of sum up a little bit more of the, the Psalm of Ascent and starting in Psalm 120 is that how do we do that? Three ways. So the first way is to ascend to God. And that's really what this whole section of Psalms writings that the Psalm that they were put together to, as they made that, as John was saying, that pilgrimage up to Jerusalem, that trek up the hill. Now, the, the elevation is not the important part. So you don't always have to go to the mountains to get close to God. You can get close to God even in the midst of the, of the Dead Sea, which is way below sea level. You can get know God and encourage him. So again, it's not the elevation, but it's it's the, the mindset of saying, I want to ascend to God. I want to, to go and to make a pilgrimage to, to, to move towards God. And if you've not yet stepped into faith, then the encouragement is, is to get to know God. Because yeah, there is that gap that stands between us and God. The Bible says it calls it sin. And there's no way for us to, to move that sin away so that we can get to God. We need a savior. We need someone to help us. And that's what Jesus did when he died on the cross. He took the sin of the world, dumped it on him. He, he paid the ultimate price of death. But the great thing is he didn't stay dead. On that third day, he rose from the grave saying, Yes, I am the way of salvation. I'm the way of the truth and the life. And he's and this is the way you come to, to God and have a relationship with him by, by believing. So it's believing that we're sinful that we need a savior, and that is Jesus. That's how you enter into faith. And, Many people have done that. They've come to that place of faith, and maybe you have too. And so I encourage you to keep growing in that. And if you've already become a follower of Jesus, you've already made that profession of faith, then the idea is to get closer, to ascend to God, to make efforts to, to move towards him, make a pilgrimage to come on Sundays. Get involved in a life group, a small group. All of those different ways. Take your Bible and open it up and begin to read. You can ascend to God by by taking time with Him and it, and it's interacting with God. That that's times of prayer. Prayer is just simply talking to God and enjoying that reality of then and then letting Him talk to you through the Bible. It's amazing. In this Psalm of ascent, it, it, it's it's a it's a cry out to God. To cry out to God and, and God answers it. And all through the Bible book of Psalms is, uh, I cried out to God and he answered. It, it's found in Psalm 3, 4, Psalm 4, 1, Psalm 17, 6, Psalm 20, verse 9, Psalm 27, verse 9, uh, from 86 verse, Psalm 86, verse 7. And uh, that's just a few of them of ways that when the psalmist was saying, is he's writing out his own interaction with God, as he's ascended to God, he says, I called out and God answered. God answers when we cry out. It may not be always the way we want it to be, but He there answering. And these Psalms of Ascent are built so that we can seek shalom, that completeness, that uh, that life aligned with God. Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul, in the Bible book of Romans, was trying to help that church who was struggling in the midst of, not only did they have struggles within themselves of kind of interacting in the church and struggling uh, with two different sects of groups of people, but also in the world around them. They were in Rome, which is the area where Christians were persecuted. He says this in chapter five of Romans, verses one to five, he says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, So when you come to faith, you are justified uh, and and your sins are dealt with and you have that relationship with God. Uh, we have been justified by faith. We have peace, shalom, with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one who gives us peace and settles our heart. We now, when we come to faith, we have peace with God. Uh, through him, through Jesus, we have also obtained access by faith into the grace in which we stand. Grace is, is uh, God's unmerited favor. All the blessings of God are for you. And, and they're there available. You don't have to earn it or do anything to receive it. God just simply just gives us his grace, which is a lot more than things. It's a sense of peace and a sense of calmness in our lives and purpose and meaning and all of that in which we stand. Uh, And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Verse three, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings because the truth is we live in a world that is hostile and there will be times of suffering. But here, there's there, God even takes suffering and turns it around. God even takes the bad things that happen to us and turns them around. He, takes, he makes beauty out of ashes. He, he takes relationships, and though they may struggle, he turns them into a beautiful a reality when we're focused on God. And he says this, not only that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that sufferings produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God loves, has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. When you come to faith in Jesus, you've been given the greatest life coach ever, the Holy Spirit to guide you and direct you and to help you. And so one of the ways to, to not just survive, but to thrive is to ascend to God, to, to get next to him and meet with him. And he will coach into your life and you will see and be able to experience that shalom that we've been called to. Next, it's also to connect with others. Uh, The words that were used in Psalm 120, these areas called Meshach and Kadar, uh, they're areas that are far from Jerusalem and and far from people who believe like them. So the psalmist is lamenting, you know, I'm I'm so far distant from anybody who I know. Uh, If you've ever been in a foreign country and away from your family and feel that feeling, wow, I just feel like I don't belong anywhere. That's what this psalmist, uh, the author who wrote this is feeling. And we can feel that way. And as long as there is sin in the world, there'll be difficulties. We'll feel distant from God at times and we'll feel surrounded by that and we'll feel like we're in Meshach or Qadar away from our people. But we can take time to connect with others. And that's what this psalmist is saying. I long to connect with my people. And, 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 and be there and, and we need to be around God's people. You know, one of the greatest things about Hume Lake is that, you know, you are with brothers and sisters that you can count on and to hear some of the neat fellowship and interaction that these students had is, is, is stuff that will stick with them for all of their life. And, uh, and those, moments, those, those moments of just hugging each other and loving on each other as brothers and sisters in Christ, they're wonderful, but we can experience that even here. Uh, as as we interact with the people that you're sitting around in in church or or, uh, hang out with some good good friends that you have that believe the same way you do or in your life groups. Those are awesome opportunities. Ah, uh, take time at this coffee time afterwards and 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 connect with people. You know, relationships don't automatically happen. It takes a little bit of time. And so over time connect more. And so, yeah, how we thrive and and survive, not just survive in this life is to ascend to God, to uh, connect with others, but lastly, to be for peace, to be for Shalom, to bring the light of peace wherever you go, to be peacemakers. Jesus put it this way in Matthew chapter five, verse nine. Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called sons of God. A peacemaker is one who helps bring Shalom to others, that completeness. And we know that that completeness is found in Jesus to share and to show Jesus his love so that they too can find Jesus. Uh, Isaiah 52, seven puts it this way, how beautiful upon the mountain are the feet of those who bring good news, who publish Shalom, who publish peace and who brings good news and happiness, who publishes salvation, who says on Zion, your God reigns. It's saying, man, it's, it's how beautiful it is when people come and say, Hey, I want you to meet Jesus too. I mean, that's how I came to faith in Christ. My, my best friend just said, Mike, you got to become a Christian. And I go, wow. If it's, if it does something good for you, it's got to do something good for me. And so he shared with me how I might come to faith in Jesus. He shared shalom with me and whoo, man made an incredible impact in my life. It, it, it's seeing our life. We have a calling our a mission to be ambassadors of God's shalom. Second Corinthians uh, 518 puts it this way. All this is from God who through, Christ, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That one of the callings that God has on our life is to help other people experience that same shalom, that same connectedness, that same uh, completeness that we can have with Christ with others. And so like we talked over these past few months, if you've been with us at all, walking through the, the series, uh, walking in the light of Christ, as we looked at first and second and third John, uh, we can share uh, the light that God has given us, the light of shalom with other people. Uh, Jesus put it this way in Matthew 5, 16. He said, let your light shine. And, and one of the ways you do that is through good works, through, through doing good to other people and encouraging them. And, and, and it brings that calm and also being that calming force to a world as we show Jesus' love. Romans twelve nine and 10 put it this way. It says, let love be genuine. That means let it be real, not fake, not put on, but actually real. Abhor what is evil, hold to what is good, love one another with brotherly affection and outdo one another showing honor. Really is to care about people. We're to ascend to God, we're to connect with others and we're to, to be ambassadors of shalom together. It, it, let's be people who seek God and who make the climb as Psalm 120 starts this series of, of Psalms of Ascent. And I encourage you to begin to start reading them. Just take one of them out from Psalm 120 and go all the way to Psalm 134 and, and read them at, at whatever pace you want to read them. And I think you will be blessed by that. But Psalm 120 suggests that that it will be helpful to ascend to God, to, to connect with others and to be for peace. And so let's be that way. Let's encourage that way. Would you pray with me? Father God, thank you for just the, the reality of, that we could have a, a close and personal relationship with you. And through that, we can sense um, that completeness. Lord, I know when I, uh, before I knew you, I, there was no completeness in my heart. It was not peaceful. I was struggling um, and I didn't know where to go. I thought I couldn't believe that life would be like this. And, and yet Lord, when I met you, you filled my heart with peace. A peace that surpasses understanding, a true shalom. I felt complete. I felt uh, steadfast and I felt encouraged and I felt uh, whole in you. And Lord, may we experience that same sense of shalom. And wherever we're at, if we're seeking you, may we step closer to you. If we're, we already know you, may we continue to ascend. Uh, Lord, because life gets rough when we need moments where we take out time and make a pilgrimage, whether it's a place like Hume Lake or whether it's just to you in your word or uh, a time on a Sunday or whatever, God, use those opportunities as we ascend to you. And Lord, may we connect with others and be ministers of peace. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.